Hi, guys. Hey. How's it going? It's good. Going great. Good. That's awesome. Welcome to Comedy Comics with Ambi. I've never had two people on a, a guest. This is going to be a First fun time for show. everything. We got a little jot and threesome here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so how this works is I'm going to like ask you guys some questions and then we have a little fire round for like for you guys. Awesome. So, yes. Let's super do it. Fun. So my very first question for you guys, is how do y'all pronounce your names and what is the worst name pronunciation you ever gotten you want to go first uh <laughs> sure I, I can go um so yeah brown name is Jutton, which is also the other Jutton. that's the correct way uh i go by Jutton um on with white people in america etc my instagram is Jutton underscore button um and i have to say Jutton like button that's like my first bit always because like that's just how white people need like a key thing to like remember yes mine is <laughs> bambi yeah like bambi yeah you need it every every brown person has like a 100%. fucking white noun <laughs> that you use <laughs> for white yeah. people you're like okay what's a thing that these fuckers have heard of that they can relate my brown ass to so i get um it's j-a-t-i-n right so obviously like if i'm on a call i get jayton or jatton like all the time i was at a bar once this is a true story i was talking to this older white dude and he goes hey what's your name i said hey i'm i'm jutton it's kind of loud. He goes, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, this has to be a bit now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Charles. Yeah, Charles. Call me Chuck. <laughs> Just be your new Starbucks name instead of Jay. Yeah, no, Jay's definitely the Starbucks name. But I, you can, I mean, you can be anything, be anybody you want at Starbucks. Hundred percent. I'm Amy. Amy. <laughs> We shouldn't get creative at Starbucks. We should just be like, I'm Madonna. Like, I'm Jay-Z. Like, just like a... <laughs> my, just Childish Gambino, I think. Just like, you're like, really? You're black. <laughs> <laughs> All right, other Jutton, you want to... <laughs> All right, yes. My name is Jutton, but uh, I often tell people Jutin, particularly non, the non-Indian folks. And that's because... Uh, for some reason, my preschool and kindergarten teachers call me Jatin. And when I would try to tell them, no, it's pronounced Jatin, they would be like, yeah, Jatin. That's, that's what he said. That's what I said. So <laughs> I just, at a young age, was like, oh, I guess teachers, I have to tell them it's Jatin. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so that's that, that was my school name. And then my home name, my family name was Jatin. And, uh, but now, like, basically anyone out who's not in my family, uh, I just introduced them as Jatin. And, and now, and, and I've had friends say to me like, oh, why don't you just, you know, like my Indian friends, like say, oh, why don't you just start telling people it's Jatin? You know, you don't have to keep doing Jatin. And Jatin actually sounds more natural coming from non-brown people now, just because it's been, it's been a thing for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of work trying to explain because that yeah. sound doesn't exist. So they exactly. just have like a seizure and you're like, this is just easier for everyone if I yeah. just exactly. I'm gonna make it easy. It's, do you have a rhyme that you say, Jatin, like something or just say Jatin? No, usually people get Jatin. Yeah. They, like, they, a, like a Jatin, like just. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually don't have like a, like a white word, to, but, but Jatin is pretty easy for people, it seems. Yeah. Um, as far as the worst pronunciation, I, I've heard people like put like a french flair on it mm. like they think it's a french name like jean is that right oh yeah oh 
Yatin. People are Mexican. They say Yatin. <laughs> yatin. I've gotten Yatin. I don't mind Yatin at all. I'm like, that is... Exotic. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know why it just doesn't... I think that's our porn name is Yatin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It um, sounds a little closer to the real thing, which is why I don't... Right. And it's really funny how you guys met was through Instagram being tagged as someone else, yep. right? You want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I guess literally, uh, I'm going to say Jutton because it's easier. I yeah. can't say my name wrong. It's just like, <laughs> you can call me. You're, you're saying it wrong. So I can't like, I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I say it wrong too, um, but it's different wrong. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I was on a, on a flyer on a show in DC and I guess the comp, like the host or whatever, just tagged you. And then I think you DM me. You're like, hey, like we're the only two Juttons in comedy, I think, probably <laughs> at least on the East Coast yeah. um, that I know of. And that just sort of worked out. Um, and you're a New York comic, right? Yep. New York comic. Yeah. Yeah. When I got tagged in that, and I was like, I was like, oh, I, I mean, I'll go to DC. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done a show in DC. I'm, I'm willing to try that. Come by, man. It's fun. Yeah, yeah I do want to make a trip to DC now. I mean, hundred percent. I want to make a trip to New York for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up. Yeah, definitely. I did um, my first New York show yesterday, actually. In Greenwich. Really? Woo! How that go? How was it? It was fun, man. It's Greenwich Village Comedy Club, which is right nice. next That's to the cellar. Club. So it's like, you know, it's exciting. Was, was it sold out? Know? Everything? Yeah, it was, a, it was a big room. All my friends from high school and stuff came. Like like 20 Aww. people there I think it was like half of them my parents were there <laughs> this old black oh my god was trying I... to fuck my parents I was trying to like she was like flirting with my dad and my mom simultaneously <laughs> <laughs> um so that was it was oh, fun man. yeah it was a good I, I was hosting so it was a good nice. so first time hosting too um it was Ooh. a good time new york's new york's fun thank you yay that's exciting do you like get nervous of your parents like performing comedy i don't know i get um, attacks for parents or just comedy in general? Not comedy, like in parents, like especially like family. I don't know. Like aunties yeah. and uncles, like I just Yeah. I don't want aunties and uncles there. My parents are super chill, honestly. They're like they're they drink a lot, they party, they, my dad makes sex jokes all the time. <laughs> um he's like that Indian Punjabi dad that like tells dirty sex jokes at parties. So they're, they're well, he's cool. alive for the party. About, Got it. Yeah, I could talk about jerking off and stuff in front of them. I don't want their friends there. I don't want to have like an auntie uncle party. I'm not trying to fucking do that. I would be like a potluck, but for the, <laughs> just them is I'm I'm fine with. And it was like a bunch of my friends from high school, so it was it was cool. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Hopefully, we're back. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Um, so as you know, you guys mentioned you guys both do comedy what inspired you guys to do comedy what mediums do you perform and how long have you been doing it why don't you go because i've been talking a lot sure yeah. <laughs> so uh what made me want to do comedy i uh yeah going back when i was in like middle school and high school i used to really love like these like judd apatow like sex stoner comedies I was really into that and at first i wanted to make films like that actually harold and kumar was kind of the movie that made me want to like actually like start making movies like that because it's there's a that was like kind of the first time I saw like a, a an Indian American just acting kind of natural like not you know that yeah that no was accent like, and everything exactly like like yeah I would say realistic but he's like very cool 
Like he's like a not a caricature, dude. but like a dude. Exactly. Yeah. And gets high and exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, I still want to be like Kumar, honestly. <laughs> nothing like him. Um, but uh, yeah, that was kind of like the first time I like kind of wanted to do comedy. And at first, it was, yeah, I wanted to make like comedy films. And then over time, um, I mean, I went to film school and I tried like just over the last like I'll say like seven, eight years, like including my time in college, I've tried like many different types of comedy. I've tried writing like spec scripts, uh, short films. Um, I, I was doing sketch like like when I first moved to New York. Um, and then, yeah, I had always wanted to do stand up, but it wasn't until like the last two, three years that I really like decided like that's what I want to focus on. And uh yeah, so, so it wasn't until very recently that I started, like, really focusing on stand-up. But as far as comedy in general, I've been kind of interested in that for a while. Nice. Love that. Yeah, stand-up is hard. And especially, like, if you have different mediums, you, you can, I feel like that makes it better. Like, you, make, you become a better comic that way. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I don't uh, regret trying, like, the different mediums that I've tried, like, spec scripts and uh, sketch and I think those have definitely helped my like comedic sensibility a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you're next, though. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. So I I've always been a stand up fan. Like honestly, like Russell Peters. Like like every brown person loves Russell Peters, a fucking mm-hmm. classic. When I was like ten, it was also cool to see, you know, like a brown guy with not an accent, like being comedic, like you know, because it's all it's all white dudes, right? For for a long time, so he was definitely like the early one um you know aziz obviously you know that's got it like that's our fucking brown comedy not rushmore because there's not that many <laughs> it's a big it's like those two and hassan and then it's a big drop off i think <laughs> um the guy from silicon valley maybe um but definitely yeah. definitely aziz definitely russell definitely like louie r.i.p um still i'll, I'll defend louie um <laughs> unpopular opinion but He's not Cosby, you know, we don't have to get into this, but I, I thought his joke writing, 2008, 2014, doing an hour every year was like, holy shit. And every hour was fucking fire. You're like, how do you do that? So I watched, I watched a lot of comedy uh, at school. We had a lot of great shows. So just watching it, I started writing jokes in my phone in 2010. When I first got an iPhone and had like the notes app. And then I didn't do stand up live until 2016 so it was like six years of just like being a pussy and (laughs) writing terrible jokes and not telling any of them I think that helped because I think by the time I did it I'd like written I'd written all the a lot of shitty jokes that I'd never had to tell at open mic so the first time went pretty well it was um a 10 person bringer in Tempe at the Tempe Improv which Louis and Aziz play at it's like a 500 person theater that was my first time (laughs) doing comedy I like basically just wrote some wrote wrote some stuff down memorized it blacked out don't remember but it went pretty well and then um you know after that <laughs> started doing open mics I'm like this is probably how you're supposed to do it but that was I mean yeah just doing that big show it's honestly nice because if you can make 20 people laugh out of 200 that's still like a decent laugh doing open mics at a fucking pizza place where no one gives a shit you're like i'm not funny no no one's laughing because it's like no one's fucking listening um but yeah started in 2016 and then honestly during the pandemic i did more stand-up than i ever have just because 
found like an underground group that was doing stand-up weekly in, in DC. And I was like, let me get back into it. It's nothing else to do. And with the pandemic, I was like, oh, I really like wish I did more before. Um, so I'm like, all right, let me get back into it. So it's been like six, nine months of like actually going up every week versus you know monthly before. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, getting like to do go to New York and do all this stuff. It happened, you know, a lot faster than I thought it would. But it's like there's something about that Woody Allen quote, like success is 90% showing up. Like if you just go to the mics, you work on your jokes, you record your sets, and you just keep writing and keep doing it. Like it's like something, you know, be, you know if it's not terrible, you know, it, it, you know, things happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what inspires your material and what is your process when it comes to writing and performing? Go for it. I'll go. All right. <laughs> I, um, what inspires things that irritate me and upset me. That's especially when I first started out, that's kind of what I would write about. Just things that like, kind of like, yeah, I wouldn't say make me angry, but things that just like kind of bothered me that just made me like, yeah, that just annoyed me. Um, yeah, which I think a lot of comedians like, you know, write about stuff that annoys them as well. And um, that's what I like started out like using for inspiration. But more recently, I've kind of trained myself to write more about like topical things and like pop culture and news just because like, uh, I mean, if I were to write for like, you know, one of like the late night shows or SNL or something, if I want like a job in comedy, I kind of have to like be able to write about a variety of things. So yeah, so a few different places that I like draw inspiration from these days. And uh, and you had one more question also? Um, yeah, your process, I guess, when it comes to performing, you have one. I don't know. Every comment oh, okay. is different, you know? Yeah, yeah, process. Um, as far as writing, yeah, I have a few different techniques that I do. Um, yeah, for, for writing, I like just try to like, I, I take a topic, usually just like one line. I just try to reduce whatever I'm talking about to one line. And then I just write as many like one-liner jokes as I can think of that go along with it. And then I take the best ones and kind of form it into a bit. Um, that's one way I do it. Another way I do it is like, I kind of already have like a funny like story in my head. And then I'll take that and then just try to tighten it up and make it work as a bit and add punchlines and as yeah and then performing on stage just like honestly just like go up there and try it um once and if it works keep doing it over and over until it's like more polished and i edit it out based on like what people laugh at and things like that uh or if i try it once and it doesn't go well i just put it to the side i might try it twice before i just put it to the side and uh just don't touch it for a while but yeah that's pretty much my process nice yeah i think that's a good process i think one-liners are really hard to come up with i i kind of suck at them <laughs> yeah i um yeah when i first started like i wasn't really like writing like one-liners i was kind of more so just like writing stories mm -hmm. but i've i've sort of trained myself to write one-liners like um like when I've done like late night packets like I've submitted like yeah. packets, and I've kind of yeah I've learned that like if I have like good like 
punchlines, like the the jokes are like my like bits are just better. Like if mm-hmm. I have like solid punchlines, it just works better for me because that's like kind of like a guaranteed laugh, like the basic setup and punchline. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like train myself to to do that, and it is hard. It is hard find. It is hard to find good ones to to actually like, yeah. Which is why I like I'll literally like write like a ton of one liners that go with one topic, and like most of them suck, and then there's like three or four like good ones, and uh, and one of those will oftentimes work, uh, even if it's just short term. Love that. Um yeah judging your next yeah yeah um i guess i would say mine is more like it's like heavily just observational like i don't like ever like sit down and say i'm gonna write jokes now it's usually like something happens and i'm like oh that's weird and then i'll usually have like a evernote it's like a manic person it's like literally just hundreds of different notes and bits and things so i try to organize like this is like really rough stuff and this is like okay, if I try to add an open mic, this is like the next level where I, I think this works and then I'll try to refine it from there. But it's really just like, oh, public bathrooms are gross. Like, we should, let's, talk about, let's talk about that. Or uh, this, you know, just like, well, you know, I'll think of like a wordplay or a pun or something and try to like turn that into a bit. But yeah, um, it's good. yeah, go try it at an open mic, try it and see, see what works and then, you know, refine from there. Trying to get more personal. I feel like everything is observational i feel like the comedy that really resonates is like about yourself or like you know exploring yourself and my, my comedy is very like external focus right now so i was reading this really good book called the comedy bible where this uh woman talks about like and it's hard to teach comedy i think but a lot of principles are like exploring your life what's unique to you your mm-hmm. family your job your religion whatever it is and i like that because it's like you know people don't like stealing jokes and stuff if you have like an observational thing on ubers or bathrooms like anyone could tell that but if you have something that's deeply personal like no one can ever tell that joke and i think Mm -hmm. that's like you know it's hard because i i think very observationally and like very left brain i'm an engineer so everything for me is like observing something breaking it down why is it weird um but i'm trying to like point that inward more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's awesome good for you yeah thanks (laughs) yeah so Obviously, you guys are two different places, New York and DC. What is both scenes like versus is there any similarities, any differences you guys think? Um, so New York is I think we've all seen some version of New York comedy on TV or movies or something like that. Uh like um based crashing. On... Wait, wait, what? Crashing? The show yeah. Crashing is like an awesome. I haven't done a lot, but that that feels like one of the more realer totally views and yeah 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 um but yeah new york the comedy scene is like um i have noticed a big difference i i don't know like this any stereotypes for dc comics but i i def there definitely is a stereotype for new york comics i've noticed they're kind of like dark cynical dry generally speaking they're not all like that but most of us are like that that's what most people new york people who live in new york are like kind of like they just kind of have like a dark cynical view of the world and like or not even the world just like just daily life you know um 
you know, they talk about being broke all the time and like uh, they just talk about uh, capitalism and how much it sucks and things like that. That's kind of, that's kind of the stereotype. Um, yeah, that's in, as far as like the stereotype for New York comics, as far as the scene, um, it's, yeah, I don't know if there's anything specific about like the New York scene as far as like, I mean, it, it, there's, there's some great comedy here. There, there's some really good stuff like if you go to the cellar if you go to any of the big clubs it's just like like top of the line stuff like all the best comics like perform here mm-hmm. um yeah but i honestly haven't gone to performed in any other cities yet and i want to so i can't i i probably can't say much more in terms of what sets new york apart uh, but there is definitely a stereotype for new york comics though i think Mm-hmm. yeah i think that's uh, for new york and I, again i've only done one show but from all the tv and stuff and just like i listen to a fuckload of podcasts and like mark norman and all these guys and it just seems like the it's like a hustle environment for everything comedy like you go do five sets in one night which you really can't do it anywhere like new york's new york's the only place but i also like feel like it forges such great comedy because you can start like for us in dc or wherever you got to wait a week or two weeks or a month to get a bit together because you got to get open like you're like you start with an idea and you do it five times and you're like okay i think i got this bit uh and mark norman talks about that a lot and all these guys um just like just doing all these shows and just the lineups you're on like you're fucking you're in gotham jerry could drop in and you have to go after jerry so like that does not dc that's la and new york are like fucking you might go after rogan or some shit you know you might go after tom Segura. so i think that that i feel like that just makes everyone need to step it up where i've done comedy and i started in arizona and then I, then i was in san francisco and then now in dc so i've done it in a few different cities never like to the point where i was fucking headlining or anything i was always it was mostly mics just because i moved around and sort of had to start over mm-hmm. um but yeah i think west coast is, is a different vibe i think it's it is like more chill like it lives up to the stereotype i think you can sort of meander a bit where new york they're like hey what's your point you can't like take 10 minutes to get to the point they're like they want a fucking punchline and i feel like that's why guys like mark norman he's like i gotta fucking deliver every five seconds 10 seconds uh where i think the west coast it's like you can sort of stretch it out a little bit more it's a different expectation from the audience too DC, I've only really done one room because of the pandemic. So this guy, Martin Amini, put on this sort of underground open yeah, mic. I love Martin. Starting in, uh, yeah, he's a good dude. And it's been great. So that's basically the main room I've done. I did Ugly Mug. And um, I guess, I don't know if I've done any other rooms in DC. That's pretty, yeah. So I don't, I wouldn't, there's only been a few months. I wouldn't say I know the scene at all, but it's definitely, it's different from New York, I think. Uh, I think the expectations are a lot higher for New York comedy. I think DC, it's like the light, like, you know, not everyone's going to be a fucking killer. There's people that are hobbyists that would include myself in that. I'm not making any fucking money, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to explain, but um, yeah, it's just a different, and DC is not as like high energy. It's still East coast, but it's near the South. So it's like a little bit it's more Virginia, Maryland, so it's a little bit slower vibe. It's not as like intense as New York where they like, you got to bring it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Um, so what are y'all hopes and dreams for comedy? I've given up on all those. Yeah, <laughs> I'm That's <kidding>. oxymoron. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Um, I guess the uh, ultimate goal as of right now is hour-long special on Netflix or whatever is the uh, big like comedy platform then. There are a lot of great comics who are dropping stuff on YouTube, like our long social on YouTube. Like you mentioned Mark Norman. He, he has a special on YouTube called Out to Lunch, which I fucking Amazing. Love. Yeah. yeah. Sam Merrill, yeah. too. Sam yeah. dropped it. Um, Rory Scovel just dropped a special this week. Yeah. I heard improv stand-up. It was improv? It was improv stand-up. He didn't write. He didn't. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. yeah crazy a whole hour genius yeah it's an hour documentary so it's not one he had six nights and he took like a few minutes from each so i'm sure it was mostly terrible but he's a fucking genius rory scovel got balls that's sick yeah yeah judah freelander uh yes a special that's a great super nice yeah yeah super cool dude yeah i i mean i've seen him live a few times i mean he's so great at crowd work but uh yeah his special unbelievable crowd work yeah, his special that's on Netflix, it like, I think it's kind of similar in the sense that it's like different nights that he performed at the comedy mm-hmm. summer. And so mm-hmm. much, I think a lot of it was prepared, but also a lot of it is like just crab work that he did, just asking people questions and things like he's great at that. But, um, but yeah, just like an hour, I feel like, you know, like the, the hour long special, it's kind of like a portrait of like, you as a person and and it's an expression of who you are and like it's like the equivalent of like a, a musician dropping an album yeah i mean we, we even call mm-hmm. it kind of the albums for sure but that, yeah but that's the ultimate goal and then honestly a, a, i guess smaller goal but still a big goal is just to perform at the comedy cellar like i want to or be sure. a, a regular rep you know like that's get past, like, yeah. yeah get past at the comedy cellar. yeah that um yeah yeah because like yeah i think getting like laughs on that stage would just be like a new like high for me for sure so i so, love that that's such a wonderful dream i hope you achieve it thank you thanks <laughs> thanks i i do too yeah no i definitely feel like i i performed at dc improv where i opened for nikki glazer and wow that was oh my god i yeah. love nikki she's fucking love awesome nikki. she's so fucking funny she's super nice and i literally dm'd on instagram and she's like, you want to open for me? And I was like, sure. What? That's crazy. She reads I just, those? I just literally just said, like, thank you for being a nice inspiration for me. And she's like, open for me. I was like, sure. BRB sending her a dick pic. And a, a <laughs> oh, fuck. That's awesome. That's, um, yeah. Wait, I guess question yeah, for... It's amazing. <laughs> Jonathan, it seems like you have... A, you tried a bunch of stuff. If you have to choose one in life and the other two are doors that are closed forever i know it's not my podcast but uh-huh. um hour-long netflix special be on an snl be a cast member or direct your own comedy movie Ooh. which one do you pick it's like a fuck mary kill but for a creative work yeah. where it's- that's, a, that's a good one that's a good question i would pick hour-long special um, yeah yeah snl I would love to write for it. I don't think that the kind of comedy I do personally is like um, would be fit for like an SNL cast member, unless maybe Weekend Update. 
Because okay. I'm like, I'm a little. All right, let's swap it out. Right. Weekend update with that with that change your answer is still hour. No, nah, still hour long special. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a narcissist. No, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't want anyone else on that fucking stage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is my time. But no, I mean, you know, as far as like, I'm I'm, I very much like having. I mean, yeah, as, as I mentioned earlier, like I've worked in like, you know, different types of different types of comedy projects. And, you know, I, I, I mean, there are a lot of comics who like start out as, as stand-up comics and then they kind of like will move into film and TV and things like that. Yeah. I'm almost the opposite in the sense that I'm kind of like, I've tried all the other things and I'm kind of like, I kind of want to just like focus on stand-up. And, and be solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because I, I like having control and like, you know, me, about me. Like, yeah, like speaking about things that are personal to me. And um, same. yeah, so that's definitely the ultimate goal. Um, yeah, as far as well, as someone who went to film school and I, I've only directed a few short films, but uh, Hold on. I no longer. I, I shouldn't say no longer. I, I'm making a film is, is difficult. Making even a hundred percent. No, yeah, it's difficult. You take that credit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like working, working with people, especially like you know different personalities. You know, people who can be difficult and things like that. That's I've I've had a lot of experience doing that, like on film sets, and then also like collaborating with other people and stuff like that. Uh, And that combined with the fact that I've just been sort of in the zone where I am at mentally with stand-up right now. Yeah, my answer is uh, stand-up. I'd love to hear both of your answers to that as well. Yeah. Um, I, before, I, I, there's a quote I just remember from Jerry Seinfeld, and um, I think you'll appreciate it because I think he's on a podcast or something, but he's saying, like, making a movie is like a yacht. It's expensive. It's a huge staff. You know, it's a big deal. Everyone's excited. And then TV shows, sort of like a, a, a speedboat. You only need a few people. You can be more nimble. And then stand-up's like surfing. Mm. It's just you up there. You're just trying to catch a wave. You, you go and up your there. Mind. You come back. No one even knows. You know, yeah. no one even saw it. You know, it's just sort of in that moment. I think that's a really beautiful, like, sort of yeah. metaphor um, that describes, like, the different sort of types yeah. of comedy. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, like, hour-long special would definitely be a big thing i'm not like in like i don't I'm not really interested in writing or tv like it'd be great to do a tv show or something um but like yeah stand-up is definitely like where most of my energy is i have a podcast too so that's been fun i've been on break because got vaccinated and started doing shit but it was great for for quarantine i got to talk to some awesome comedian i got to talk to nimesh patel who i don't know yeah that's the same he's fucking man. great you know being you know he's how did you say he did a show in DC um, and he emailed from his like email. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. It's like, a, you know, it's, he's not like crazy big time, but he's, he's pretty big. Did a, yeah. like, a pandemic show um, in DC. And uh, yeah, just, he's like, here's your tickets, whatever. And I responded, I was like, YOLO. I was like, yo, I have a podcast, you know, would you be down? This is like five episodes in. I'm like, there's no reason, you know, I have like, you know, 50 followers on Instagram. I have like 10 streams per episode. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'm actually, you know, I'm down. I'm, I'm, uh, he released a short, like animated <clears throat> TV, show, like animated show on, on YouTube. 
um, during the pandemic. And he's like, oh, like once this drops, I'm going to be promoting it on every podcast, big or small, whatever. So yeah, we did it. We did a did an episode. It was, it was awesome. Um, so yeah, just doing that during the pandemic, especially when there was nothing happening, it was awesome to like be creative and like reach out. And it's like, it doesn't hurt to ask. Like you fucking DM Nikki, like, yeah if you don't ask you'll never know and 100 really like 100 i i definitely agree with that yeah i um it's it's crazy yeah. it's reaffirming to be like you can throw it out there and like it might not happen but what like why not like why not um same with sean Patton, awesome comedian uh absolute killer i we haven't done an episode but he did a show in, in arlington it was like a 80 100 person theater there were like 10 people there <laughs> so uh, I went with my friend and then like we just like I just got him a drink after we just like hung out for a while and I was like just fucking sit next to a guy that's like done five albums and fucking done you know whatever um, uh, so it's cool just like you know they're they're humans and you can reach out to them and it's just cool to like be a part of that so yeah the Netflix special would be great <laughs> doing podcasting and getting you know I, I think Rogan I think would be a life goal being on Rogan I would say that that is probably equal to me for netflix but i think it goes hand in hand there's no way i have a netflix special without rogan or going rogan i don't have an hour at least out there uh or youtube special whatever um so that would be that would be dope yeah doing the seller doing the store doing all those iconic uh venues definitely being on a fucking lineup before or after jerry or tom segura or all these guys um but yeah long term for sure near term just keep keep doing it <laughs> that's you know yeah. you never know yeah. um but yeah rogan rogan would be i would yeah i'd die happy if i did rogan love that nice yeah definitely keep it going um i i love like just reaching out to comics and being like i just love networking in general and like i literally um emailed Aparna and I was like Aparna do you gonna like headline my show I was producing like all minds and comedy and she answered and it's like yeah and I'm like now I'm friends with Aparna it's just crazy how awesome that's so that's so dope yeah yeah a lot of these people unless you're Jerry level you like they just have email like they they look at yeah. they have an email like, they have an Instagram freaking reach out yeah they Mark like Mark Norman does every podcast you should ask him Umby like he literally does every like you go on his youtube he says like hundreds yeah. of like podcasts like he, he's a podcast slut like you could totally reach out to these guys and comedians are insecure they want any opportunity to just <laughs> be on a microphone so yeah it's like unless you're that fucking kevin hart level mm-hmm. most most people that are, are pretty accessible especially if you're a comedian or have a podcast people respect you just like a random person they're like whatever but the fact that you're creative and doing stuff i think most people respect that mm-hmm. exactly um you guys ready for the fire round let's do it yeah okay so i have three questions and i'm gonna give you guys 90 seconds per question and you guys can take take turns you, if you guys want to do like one person whatever you guys want to do with whatever sure. you guys want to yeah right. um i'm gonna put a little timer <laughs> We'll do 45 each, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to do that? That's fine. Or do you guys want to like... As yep. a math guy, that's my naturally instinct. <laughs> okay. All right. Timer is set. 
Um, how are we doing this? Decided. Should I go uh, first and then you say? Yeah, yeah you, you go first. Uh, for all for every question, you go first. I'll go second. Forty five okay. seconds. Sounds great. All right. all right, let's do this. All right. And go. So, if you could change your name, what would it be and why? Something that's not Jutton. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, if I could change my name, oh man, I. Ooh, man. it's it's an interesting question because I'll, I'll just say something like just Jason, you know, just because my life wouldn't change that much. It's only a slight change. But it's an interesting question because somebody, I think, brought up the idea of me changing my name. And I told them very righteously, like, no, I want people, I want to make people remember my name. I want to, like, prove. Hell yeah. Them. Yeah. And I, I, I said that to a friend several years ago. And now I'm like, I kind of regret saying that. Because <laughs> I should have just caved because now, uh, I don't know, I could, I could be on top of the world with a name like Jason or something. But uh yeah, yeah. In other words, I would, I, I would honestly choose not to uh, change my name. Love that. Yeah, I mean, if you asked me when I was like twelve, yeah, totally would have been Justin or Jason or something. But I think <laughs> as I get older, I'm like, having a weird name is good because like you know who's paying attention and you mm-hmm. know who's not. It's like old yeah. white men over sixty. None of them know. None of them that I've ever met know my name, and I know that. And it's like, if you don't know someone's name, you nothing else matters. Like that's like literally the most basic information about someone so for me it's like becomes a barometer if i like meet someone and they forget versus if they actually remember um so and yeah it's like it's a conversation starter it's different i like having a different name i'd probably give my child a phonetic name not like john but like a cool ethnic name that is sound sounds the way it's spelled so that the substitute teacher can be like oh Vikram or whatever you know <laughs> like something that like literally you can't fuck it up because that was honestly being a child with a different name that was not phonetic that was a, probably you know that was not fun so yeah yeah I think no, there's I, a happy I, medium there yeah definitely I like that <laughs> um awesome you guys went over a little bit of time that's fine though um feel free to buzz right. you know at 90. <laughs> all right it's your show <laughs> I probably right. went over 45. I apologize. <laughs> it's a good answer. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. I loved it. Um, all right. Next question. Favorite place performed? Um, this could be a venue. This could be like a specific show, whatever. Um, minute and 20 seconds. Favorite place that I performed. Um, so this place is closed now. A lot of New York comedy clubs closed. Um, the mm-hmm. Creek in the Cave. Um, yeah yeah it was like very like grungy and kind of underground but there were like bigger comics who like performed there and i liked it well the the thing is they would let you do they would have a lot of open mics that were like three minutes for free you could just do three minutes you didn't have to pay anything and they still had a bar and everything where where you could buy drinks but you didn't have to and i don't feel the freedom mixed with like all these different comics and different personalities going right after each other such a short bite-sized amount of time it's like everything you say had to mean something and so i i went there a few times and it unfortunately closed but i i really enjoyed performing love that yeah and- i heard sean Patton. that was his favorite club too in new york um 
yeah it's I'm just like floated around so much so it's hard to say like you know never like been in the scene long enough but I mean uh, it's you know Tempe Improv is the first place I did it I would love to go back it's a cool room it's a great comedy space great comedy energy so uh I would love to go back there now that I've like a few years in and I think I could in, do it in the moment and enjoy it more um I quick story I uh, I was doing a show like a, another bringer there and I was the only Indian guy on there and uh the booker was like hey Veer Das is here next weekend if you have a good set you can open for him and I did not have a good set <laughs> do you love your dog <laughs> it was fine. I like was like not doing enough open mics it's, it's totally my fault you couldn't you know he made the right choice but that like totally got me like oh fuck like you know just keep doing it in the right places and you never like you open for nikki so um but yeah i went to him he's like i was like how's it say he goes just keep you know keep keep working you know you'll get there i was like fuck but <laughs> yeah that's a cool room i'd love to go back there one day like as a feature or a headliner mm-hmm. that's awesome love that that's a dream yep gotta yeah. go back right my wrongs <laughs> um awesome my last question for you guys in this fire round is who are your top three favorite com- comics or someone you really admire in comedy? This can be anyone in comedy. Go. Um, you, you brought up Jerry Seinfeld. He's probably my number one. He has so many, I mean, not just a great comic, but has so much like great, like advice on comedy and like, you know uh comedians in cars getting coffee like was actually yep. that was actually a big inspiration for me before i started doing stand-up i just love those conversations uh dave Chappelle, i feel like just most versatile comedian like best body of work probably and then um russell peters uh i wouldn't be doing comedy without russell peters also you you had mentioned him as well like he's just like it was the first time seeing an indian comedian in doing stand-up um and yeah it was yeah first time like i didn't even think of the idea that we could even do that just because like i'd never seen it before and uh and then yeah his comedy is great so yeah that's that's my top three awesome yeah uh i would say yeah dave like from for me is is a goat for sure just like he's he's on another level in terms of his comedy i've seen him live in, at punchline in san francisco seeing oh. him live is like it's like jet like it, it does a three-hour set two-hour set he has like a, there's a like there's a news from two days ago and he's got like a perfect joke like i don't know how it's yeah like he just he thinks in joke he talks in joke capped it like you know just all around incredible incredible you know human being um aziz definitely just yeah as like the next russell peters where he was the first Indian guy that didn't even talk about being Indian, really. He was just like a dude that was trying to go on dates and, you know, whatever, you know, live his yeah. life. And be like, a, you know, he, he doesn't, he wasn't too into the Indian stuff, which I, I thought that was cool too. And I was like of that age, you know, high school. And then uh, I was like John Stewart, um, just as a comedic brain, the Daily Show like defined, I think, my politics and my childhood, you know, during the Bush administration you know, all of high school and you're like an angry liberal kid that doesn't understand how the world works, you know, obviously Iraq war and that everything in that administration. Um, but even just the way, I mean, he, 
he like could play both sides. He wasn't like he was left leaning, but he would, he would shit on everyone. He would call out everyone. And I miss I miss that voice because it's it's kind of he's created a monster with Colbert and Oliver and Sam B and all these people that are just like just one side and not actually living up to like what he did, which was this is all fucked. Everyone's fucked up. Yes, not sir. just Republicans are fucked up. Awesome. It's a good good list. Both of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for doing this. It was so much fun. Yeah, thank you. This is great. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Jutton squared. <laughs>